We're giving Coach Speak a whole new meaning. This is Coach Speak on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome on this Wednesday morning to Coach Speak, uh, the morning after the CSU loss. So we're going to talk with Brady Hull here in oh, just a little bit. So sad, Bruce. And uh, we are live from the Yellow Fiber Studio and brought to you by Buildings by Design. Rent is going through the roof, and for many people, building their own office space, shop, or house is more affordable. That's where Buildings by Design comes in. Get a hold of them at buildingsbydesign.com. Check out some of the great projects they've completed on Facebook. Uh, Brady? Welcome, first of all, and uh, the morning after I was at the game, and oh, you were at the game was, last night. It was complete silence after a oh. bank shot from half court. Oh, just well, again, it's rare. It's it's tough to make a half court shot anyway, Coach. But you have a situation. They didn't. Nobody knew who they were supposed to guard at that moment. So you call timeout. Coach Medved calls a timeout, and guys are so confused. And that's your. It's your best scorer at that point. So I was shocked that that went up uncontested, pretty much. It looked confusing. You know, Brady, in live action, he's bringing the ball down the court, and you can't foul. You cannot True. foul in True. that situation. And and they went up, uh, not in his face, but they they were not as far away, I think, maybe as... And maybe I need to look at the replay, too, but... They, they, they I, got a hand up, but... Yeah, I don't know if it was Pat Cartier and Neek at the end there, but they just but it was like you got him or I got him, you got him or I got him, and then somebody put a hand. Up. Easier said than done, but what you want to try to prevent is the player catching the ball and being able to get it on the run. Yeah, you know from the inbounds, but they did a nice job of funneling to the sideline. Uh, that's where you want him to go, and. You can't stop half-court shot, you know, miraculous shots at times. But let's talk about the first half. Mm. Slow start. They took the lead three to nothing on an Isaiah Stevens three-point shot. Then they were suddenly down eight to three and never regained the lead. Just a slow start offensively. I thought a lot of times they they were a little tentative, not driving the lane. Mm. Uh, they they reversed the ball, which is great. They had such great ball movement at times. You know they did. CSU uh, they have such great ball movement, almost to a fault, to where. Instead of penetrating and making something happen, you have Isaiah Stevens who can penetrate and find that open guy for a wide open, you know, look. Uh, sometimes deep into the shot clock. Yeah, well, and one of the things I noticed too, Coach, was when they did get it in the paint. You know, which I kept preaching all night. Get the ball in the paint. You're not making threes. They're going to let you make threes until you can prove you can make them. So your only options are to make threes or to get it in the paint and 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 try to find those open looks. The problem was, I noticed a few times, whether it was Cartier or Joel Scott or Memba, you get them in the paint, you get that double team, because they're not worried about the three. They're not, at this point, CSU's not hitting threes. The last two weeks, they haven't hit threes. Ninth ranked, I believe, in the Mountain West. Yeah, so they're going to double up in the paint. And you you know you know this better than anybody. you got to make a quick decision at that stage. I mean, and I know, it's NBA, it's Joker, but you get in the paint, you get a double team, something has to happen quick. You either have to get that shot up before the double team comes, or when the double team's there, somebody's open. 
the problem I saw was a lot of heads were down trying to bully their way in, and then you throw exactly up a terrible shot. right. Yeah. You know, I thought Steve Elford did an awesome mm. job last night. Because uh, every time the posts, they were automatically doubled. Uh, a lot of times they... They tried to make a good shot, a great shot, in taking time and not just going up strong right away. A lot of times, also, there was a lot of hammering going on, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was being let go. And then other times, there wasn't much, you know contact and it was a fell. So I think the players were confused a little bit just how aggressive to be at at both ends. But uh, the the post play for CSU obviously we've talked about this before, undersized, very skilled, but they missed 3 Point blank shots, uh, no, no defenders yep. Yep. really. Yep. Uh, just three point blank shots, two in the first half, and then Cartier missed a missed one in the second half. CSU would get it to five, I think three or four times. Yeah, several and times. The crowd would rise, and UNLV or UNLV, uh, same state, uh, Nevada would answer every time with a big shot. Yeah, including the final shot. You know, you, you finally cut that thing, or you finally get it to a tie, and you think you're going to overtime. Let me ask you, Bruce, you know, you coaching basketball, Nico Medved, talk to us, like, in your mind, what was the thinking there of calling that timeout after Isaiah Stevens scored to tie You want to set your defense. Okay. okay? Uh, Especially after what happened a couple of weeks ago. Was it um, who San Diego State with that? Or no, right. New Mexico. Yes. With that final drive, they just went uncontested. They just went uncontested. But uh, remind me, did, did they not sub after that? At New Mexico, I no, it, it was like it was just okay. a quick go just at a, that stage. So you got to think that Nico so, looked at it and said, yeah, "Hey, let's a, a, change what we did." When when you tie the game, you know that there can be a transition. Two point five seconds is is quite a bit of time as sure. far as yeah. getting a good look. So the philosophy behind that is you do call timeout, you do set your defense, you do get matched up, you try to prevent the guard from catching on the run, you know, to get that momentum, and you funnel toward the sideline, and they got him down the sideline. They side did get line, to the sideline, sure. And, and yet, uh, you'd like to hindsight, you say, man, he just wasn't contested enough. Live action, when you have no fouls to give, you just can't give that official a reason to call a foul, not so much on the shot, but on the on the drive itself, you know, when you're guarding the dribbler. So you have to give the dribbler some room so you don't make contact. But that that's why the timeout. I thought it was a good timeout. Yeah, and I, a lot of people are getting after why they call why do you call timeout? But now that's a you go back to the New Mexico game. It's like well, you didn't have a timeout there, and you just let up you know an easy transition layup. I think I think it's really a good timeout because you do want to number one get your best defenders in yeah, the game if you have any changes to make. Number two, make sure everybody's on the same page who we're defending, how we're defending. Um, it didn't work. No. I mean, it's just hindsight. It didn't work out. No, and now if you're CSU, you got to win out, don't you? You got to win you your ha- final two games. I think you have to win three. You got to win three. So you got to win yeah. your final two, and then you got to win a game in the tournament. And I hear all the stuff, the rankings, the thing. Rankings right now, throw them out the window. Yeah, how Be- much? Because here's what's really going against CSU right now they look at those final 10 games. 
of the season as well. And who's hot, who's mm-hmm. won 8 out of 10, who's lost 8 out of 10, you know, and everything in between. So that is not on the side of CSU Rams right now because they've they've lost 4 out of 5. 4 out of 5. Um, rough. Rough situation so, for them. So if they, if they win their next three... You know, that gets them a little better toward that edge. But if if they lose first game in the tournament or would happen to fall to Wyoming or Air Force, they're done. Which, as far as um, you look at both, NCAA dancing. Both these teams, Wyoming beat them. Air Force took, they went to overtime. So, yeah, CSU should be much better. I would imagine they're going to be heavy favorites in both of those games, but not impossible. Well, it's not impossible, and now the psychic becomes in because yep. they know they have to win. How are they going to come out? You, you know, you always wish that your teams can always play like they play at the rec center, only in an intense type game, but that relaxation, uh, how they play loose and free, how free and loose can CSU now play in that must-win situation against two lesser opponents that has nothing to lose? Yeah, Jeff Linder's team, they're, they're going to come to CSU, baby, and they're going to let it all hang out. Yeah, absolutely. They're playing for pride. They also have, of course, the tragedy that, that happened. I know that all the, all the athletes at Wyoming are playing for those three student athletes. So there's something there to be said. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a long season for Wyoming. It would be great for them if they could sweep the series for CSU. And they didn't win last night, but they got no, the, got them to overtime. Got UNLV to overtime, and uh, was watching kind of watching that game along with the, uh, at CSU too. And uh, I was pulling for Coach Linder, of course. Sure, but uh, it's mm. it's it's must wins. Yeah, big time. Have to win if you're CSU. I, I think it's a little crazy too. You and I were talking off the air about fans and stuff. You got some fans that are the ultimate, like one extreme. They're, hey, the sky is falling. Nico Medved's not the right guy. All this stuff. And then you have the other fan who I'm also like annoyed with. It's like, it'll be all right. It's okay. We're, <laughs> we're, at, we're CSU. Yeah. We're not. It, it, it's basketball. You know, they do the Bud Black thing. It's basketball. Um, I'm, in the, I'm in the middle. I'm certainly concerned. And I know that they'll go dancing if they win. They got to win out, as you said. Got to win maybe a tournament game. But yeah, I'm concerned. I'm sad that it came to this point. However, Nico Medved is a stud head coach. Next year will be very interesting to see how he does. His first year without David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens. At least will that be guys. in Fort Collins or will that be somewhere else? Yeah, is it cooled off on him as far as trying to get him somewhere? So. Then maybe not. And if, if it won't, if Nico's not there next year, it'll be Ali for Oakmanesh probably. Well, I so, would think so. Yeah. Um, it's 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 just it's a weird time for Colorado State. It is, and in a time where there's a lot of turmoil, you really want your Rams team to distract. And, and I thought Nico made a good point. And I, you know, the hardest thing is to do a post game interview on a devastating loss yeah. like that. And he did a great job. But he also he said, you know, I still believe there's good fortune for this team. You know, and I'm hoping he's right. I do too. That they get down to Vegas and just go on a run, and not only win the first game, but win the second game, and maybe you know get to the finals. Is there any kind of in your head, you know, looking at CSU, especially when they started what twelve and one to start the season? They had some big games, some big wins. Is it is it just enough for them to go dancing? Is that enough, or do you look at it and say, I, I think they need to win a game. They need to get there because. 
Roddy's gone. Isaiah's gone. You got to get. Do you got to get a little bit more out of this era with two of the greatest CSU players in history? Yes, from our point of view, but from their point of view, they're just wanting to just got to get in. They just got to finish strong. Yeah, you know, it's one. It, it's one four minute segment at a time. It's not even a game at a time right now. It's that four minute segment, that next four minute segment of each half, and that we have to play our best and not be casual. We can't take any plays casually. We have to be alert and at the same time, guys, you know, you're good players. Go shoot the ball a little bit. Let's let's play a little more free and easy. I don't think they're playing free and easy enough. It's just tough and, and again, you see this coach, if you can't you can have the best players in the world, but if they're off and and the Rams have been off for a couple of weeks now shooting wise, um you're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. And if you can't get in the paint, figure that out. And that wasn't their mo to start the season, so that wasn't their thing. You know, give it to our seven footer and let him work. Theirs was, hey, we we've got a lot of great outside shooters. We can pass that ball around. Well, when you're not shooting well, you have to go to the paint. And the Rams have kind of struggled. Yeah, there. and some of the great shooters aren't getting the great shots yeah, right now. True. Hey, Brady, what do you got? Coming up on we'll the whole hit that show today. today. We'll bring uh, Justin Michael on from DNVR Rams. Talk to us about that game last night. We're going to have Mark Johnson, the voice of the Buffs. Oh, good. Big one tonight for the Colorado Buffaloes. I, I just heard an, an expert analysis. He says the Buffs are not in, Mm-mm. but they're close. They could get in. They could get in. And then we'll have uh, Cody Tucker talk to us, a little Wyoming talk to um, prob- about this GoFundMe thing. Yeah. Wyoming Athletics asked, for, I think they asked for like 65000 They've already raised like 130000 So good for the people of, for of Wyoming. And, and honestly, good for a lot of the Mount West teams supporting Absolutely. Wyoming. I mean, I saw CSU swimmers are putting yeah, Wyo yeah. on their shoulders and all that stuff. I love that. It's still a brotherhood when it yeah. comes down to so tragic know, tragedies happen. And uh, I just, you know. Yeah, can't imagine. Can't imagine. No, no. So, so we'll have a lot of that today. Uh, more on Russell Wilson. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> Who's that? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm ready to some, not some talk about Russ, to be yeah, honest. I'm ready. Go away, Russ. I get you. Go away. All right. Hey, we're going to be back with Oscar Molina, the head coach of the uh, Highland Girls after this. Thanks to Brady for joining us. Thanks, Coach. Always a pleasure. Stay up to speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back live from the Yellow Fiber Studios. This is Coach Speak. And uh, hey, if you've been injured on the job site but not serious enough to get surgery, make the pain go away and visit our friends at Proactive uh, Offices in Eaton and Greeley. Check them out online at ProactiveColorado.com. It's a pleasure to welcome back on the uh, Clearwater Products Hotline, Oscar Molina, the head girls coach of the Highland Huskies, uh, coming off a nice, impressive district championship win over Strasburg, 56-44, heading to or they aren't heading to regionals they're hosting regionals coach Molina how you doing today I'm doing pretty good how are you doing coach doing good doing good hey uh first of all uh, congratulations on winning the district thank you thank you very much and uh, 
Uh, 56-44. Hey, tell us about the game. I saw the game, but from uh, your perspective, uh, you know, tell us about your victory over Strasburg. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we played pretty well, um, offensively, defensively, and, you know, we've played Strasburg before, and every time I watch their film, it's it's tough. You know, they don't do anything uh, crazy with offense or defense. They really just work hard and so watching film is kind of like well we kind of have that covered we have that covered and you know just continually watching them it's just like the reason why they win is because they work so darn hard and they they execute so to us it was all about being able to box out and execute and doing everything that we need to do um that we normally do but to a to a really really strong team and so i thought we shot the ball decent um i thought we played pretty good defense we put we pressured pretty much the entire uh the entire game uh we got into a little bit of foul trouble so did they and you know ultimately we made a couple more shots than they did and uh, we played really well. Well, I'll tell you what, credit, yeah, credit to Strasburg. Mercy Ames, who's been the coach out at Strasburg, Strasburg for many years, uh, yeah. she always has her girls ready to play, does she not? Oh, for sure. You know, and I know she has at least two state championships to her. Yes. Uh, her, to her uh, credit. Um, so, you know, you talk about somebody that's, um, that's tough, you know, like those girls uh, definitely kind of keep her persona and um, they're, they're not easy. You know, they got the, probably the most exciting track athlete on their team. So that's something that we have to watch out for. They have a big girl and they have another girl that's very, very skilled that brings the ball up. So they have a lot of threats and, you know, um, it's definitely some, it it was definitely great to play them now. Uh, to kind of prepare us a little bit more for what uh, playoffs and more more of the postseason looks like. Well, absolutely. And uh, contrary to your counterpart, your boys coach, Pete Freeman, you don't have Strasburg in your regional. Uh, let's, let's talk about, I haven't talked to Pete since the pairings came out, but I couldn't believe that they put Strasburg back in your boys district. Or re- yeah. re- region, you know, so we may have a repeat performance from the boys this Saturday. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I was actually with uh, Coach Bowlers and Freeman um, when we, when everybody got the news because we had our uh, uh, district meeting uh, on Sunday. And so we're kind of scrolling through uh, um, uh, Twitter, just kind of waiting to see when, uh, just to wait to see like what was going to happen. And the girls' bracket came out first and kind of got to look through that. And you know, just the look on both of their faces was uh, was pretty fun to see. Yeah, fun for you. <laughs> you know, exactly what I, 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 we probably can't repeat what either one of those coaches said. You know, right after they saw saw the result of that. But uh, hey, let's talk about uh, your regional a little bit. You'll take on Prospect Ridge Academy, uh, number twenty six seed. Uh, what do you know about Prospect Ridge? Well, we played them earlier on in the season. Uh, we played them at their place. Uh, so that was um, interesting for us because we played them uh, before December – or, sorry, before uh, before our winter break in December. And so, um, you know, they, they, they work hard. We played at uh, – we played – I think they're in Broomfield. So we played them at their place. Um, and, you know, they have uh, two big girls that play big and – that's unfortunately something that we don't have at all in our team. Uh, so, you know, they have a chance to, 
um, out rebound us and out physical us with those two girls, and it'll be interesting to play. But they <laughs> don't have your guards, coach. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> talk no, they don't. T- talk about some of your guard play and uh, uh, just how fun it's been to coach these kids during the season. Well, it's been really interesting. So I'll start off with Taylor. Uh, Taylor Berkheimer did not play the first, I think eight or nine games, uh, you know, she went through uh, a Liz Frank uh, surgery. And so she missed all of December and most of January. And, you know, coming in uh, her first game back, um, you know, we got her some playing time and uh, just didn't look great. You know, uh, doctor said that she's full go. And so we kind of threw her out there and didn't look great. Uh, you know, it takes some time to get back into the flow of things. And um, I just had somebody uh, text me the other day and ask me if she was at full go. And I was like, I don't know if she's at full go, but she's she's really, really, really close. And she is um, she's a knockdown three point shooter. She handles the ball well. She looks to uh, to push the ball up, and she's always looking really, really hard to to, um, to play defense. So. Uh, it's great to have her back, especially because this team's watching us in the first half of the season. It's it's different, you know, especially when uh, people are running zones against us. She's a zone breaker. Uh, she, her spacing is amazing. Uh, whether she's going to be shooting it or not, her spacing is great. And then we also have uh, Gabriela Bautista. She's a senior as well. And, you know, she spaces the court and she can handle the rock and she plays defense and she works hard. And I think we're pretty much led by Brisa Flores and, She's a, I mean, she's a good player. She's a really, really good player. She can break presses. She can shoot the ball. She can finish. She plays good, solid defense. And the greatest thing I think about everything that she does, um, you know, as a guard is that she's averaging uh, over seven rebounds a game. So she she knows how to read the court and she attacks and she wants to go get that rebound and. She wants to do anything she can for the team. So. Well, Breeza, she's play. I love watching her play. She's averaging just under 19 points a game, and and you said along with those those rebounds, such a, an extra valuable tool uh, out of a guard when you can get those additional boards, and and that just allows you to uh, push the ball down a little quicker at times when guards rebound. Oh, for sure. You know, and that gives a lot of credit to our. I don't even know on a kind of post. But like that gives us a lot of credit to our uh, to our forwards, you know. Um, you know, a lot of times we we got we got beat up on uh, on rebounding, especially when we played out in the um, Steamboat Springs tournament, playing against bigger schools. We got beat up, and our thing is, hey, we need to hold our hold our box outs, and you know, we'll see uh, the girls hold box outs, and we'll see a lot of the guards swing by and and go pick up that rebound. So statistically, our girls don't care. You know, um, it, it's awesome because they know. What's important? What's important is getting the damn rebound. So we go over there and we, we box out. We box out hard. We can find pressure. We get contact. And it doesn't matter who gets the rebound. We get the rebound and, and we're off to the races. So it's really good. It's really good for us. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if there's another school that with both boys and girls program that loves to push the ball down the floor more than the combination of uh, you guys out at Highland. Hey, let's go over your schedule, Coach. Uh, you know, for people that want to uh, make sure they don't miss anything, uh, it starts Friday. Do you guys play at three? Yes, we do. Yeah, oh. we start. We start the four games off at three o'clock here at Highland. And and then uh, when when does the when does Pete's uh, kids play? Six o'clock. Okay, so so the Highland teams will play at three p.m. and and six p.m. and then of course uh, winter Saturday. What's the timeline for that? How's that look? 
the regional championship for girls will be at uh, 12 o'clock noon, and the regional championship for boys will be at 2 p.m. Okay, so so noon and two, and I'm not putting you know anything ahead, but I have a lot of confidence in you guys. But uh, let, let's just hope that that's a, a a noon championship game and a two o'clock championship game for the Highland Huskies. Hey, coach, just uh, you know briefly talk about your preparation uh, this this week when you come off a huge. Uh, district championship win. Uh, what's your preparation for this regional been this week? Yeah, uh, so I mean, it really started uh, in the locker room after we won um, on Saturday. You know, I, I go to the girls and you know we celebrate where everybody's smiling, and then it gets a little serious. And I told them, I was like, "You guys, you guys, you guys get you guys get a couple hours to celebrate," and that's the longest I've ever kind of given my girls. Um, but you guys got to understand that we, our goal was never uh, to make it to regionals or just to host regionals. Uh, we've always wanted to make it further. And so it really calms down the room, which is kind of a buzzkill for sure. But, you know, like we start preparing immediately. Um, you know, the, the, the regional um, uh, pairings uh, pretty much lined up how we anticipated. There wasn't much movement. And so we get to play a team that we're kind of familiar with and, uh, we know that they run a lot of zone. Uh, we know that Roaring Fork runs a lot of zone. We know that uh, Windsor Charter runs a lot of man. And so we, we're we pretty much prepared for uh, for anything that these guys throw at us. And our practices, you know, you asked me last time if uh, we kind of dialed down on practice time. And unfortunately, we kind of dialed it up because we wanted to watch a lot of film on Monday and Tuesday. So we did that. And you know, practice during the week, uh, it's a lot of just kind of skill building. We're not adding anything new. We're not trying to be uh, different. We, we know who we are. We know our DNA. And it's a lot, of bit, a lot of skill building, a lot of the same drills, a lot of making sure that we know uh, exactly where to be when we should be there. And it's a lot of um, just the finer tuning in, in the basketball, in the game of basketball. Hey, Coach, I know you're uh, familiar with Windsor Charter Academy. Uh, and what time will Windsor Charter play Roaring Fork uh, on Friday, they're right after us. So we play three; they play at four thirty. Okay, so a lot of uh, a lot of people in this region uh, get out there. Windsor people get out and watch uh, your team play Windsor Charter Academy, and of course the Huskies uh, taking on Prospect Ridge. Well, Coach Molina, thanks so much for joining us uh, on Coach Speak today. Uh, wish you the best of luck Friday. Uh, Continue to have a couple of good practices, and I know you'll have the girls ready to roll. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. That is Oscar Molina, the head coach of the uh, Highland Huskies, uh, their women's team. Uh, They've had a tremendous season. Uh, Congratulations to them. And, of course, they don't want to shut it down now. They want to get on and get that uh, regional championship and move on to the University of Denver for state competition. Hey, uh, if you need some parts, visit our friends at Gould Parts. Deal with their local team to get whatever part you need for whatever job comes your way. Uh, We're going to be back. We're going to get one of the new schools, Timnath, the Cubs, Coach Craig Buchanan after these messages. The 
the Bears and the Rams had two of the best college basketball players in the country. Will they be enough to lead their teams to the big dance? For all things NOCO Sports, keep it here on 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to Coach Speak. Hey, if you want to text us, text us at the Mosier Funeral and Cremation Services text line, and that is 888-530-0043. Also, thanks to Amco Fort Collins Loveland. Hey, with uh, some of these temperatures that we've been having, might have taken a toll on your vehicle. If that's the case, visit our friends at Amco Fort Collins and Loveland. They will get it right the first time. Doesn't have to be transmission, whether it's brakes, oil changes, down to the windshield wipers. They will take great care of you. Amcoa Fort Collins and Amcoa Loveland. Hey, joining us now, hey, one of the new schools on the block out of uh, Pooter School District, the Timnath Cubs, and uh, their women's coach, Craig Buchanan. Coach Buchanan, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Well, you got to take a, not too bad of a road trip. You know, uh, as I look at the 3A bracket, and uh, once a 3A coach having the experience uh, to travel all over the state, you guys uh, simply go to Colorado Springs, correct? Yeah, yeah, we were happy about that. As we were kind of heading into the, the last week of conference championships. We're looking at all the potential places that we could go, and there was parachute colorado or lahara and we were we were staring at a, a potential five-hour drive so just being able to go a couple hours down the road to colorado springs um that was definitely uh, a nice nice treat for us well your boys drew the long trip they did they they're going to lahara so um <laughs> <laughs> I wish them luck and enjoyed that bus ride, but uh, yeah, we'll take the two-hour one. A lot of our listeners probably do not know where Lahara is, you know, but we're just going to say it's a long ways away uh, from Timnath, Colorado. So, hey, Coach, uh, you know, your your team is playing well. I know you uh, had some great wins during the year, and then you're still in that process of you're really growing as a new school. Uh, what have been the biggest challenges uh, since you've opened up the program uh, with freshmen and sophomores uh, and and now in your second year and then looking to next year uh, even gaining more as you have the senior class for the first time next year yeah um, I think the the biggest thing is when you have freshmen and sophomores the biggest challenge is they don't have any upperclassmen to to look up to to show them hey here's how how we do things around here this is what high school basketball and high school athletics is all about it's kind of we're all on the ground floor learning together um and and having those mistakes and and kind of building that culture right from the start as opposed to having hey this is established this is modeled this is what we do um so it's a challenge but it's also exciting because we get to frame it and and the way that we want to frame it um but you know there, there are things that it's it's kind of like Hey, this is what watching film is like, and this is how we go through scouting, and this is what a road trip looks like when when you have to travel two hours um, for games, and and kind of what your your routine looks like. It's it's building all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as you take on uh, number twenty two, Ignacio, uh, tell us about what you've seen from Ignacio and uh, what you expect from this game. Yeah, I mean Ignacio, they're. Eight and thirteen, but they've played uh, a very tough schedule. They've played Centauri, who is number five in 
in 3A. They lost to them by three points. They right. beat Pagosa Springs, um, who's in the grade eight for, for the 4A. So they play in a, a tough conference. Um, it's going to be a, a clash of style of play. Um, Ignacio, they are very old school. They play slow. They throw it into the post every single time. Um, and they like want to kind of grind out games, 30, 35 points. Whereas we are the complete opposite. We are, you know, we're a small, quick, fast, athletic team. We want to run and gun. We want to press, get out and transition as much as possible. So um, I think it's, it's the biggest battle is going to be which team can control the tempo and get the game, you know, the, the, the style of play that they're most comfortable with. And, Coach, talk about some of your uh, uh, freshmen that are making really good comp- contributions to your team right now. Yeah, I mean, we've got six freshmen on, on the varsity team. Um, we start three, three freshmen. So, um, as a group in general, they are very athletic. Um, they've, they've got some skill to them. Uh, they, they're hard workers. They're pests on defense. And, and I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, I've got, uh, my one starting guard, uh, Willie Icebrenner. She averages about eight points a game, but is, uh, third in state and steals at about five and a half steals a game and i don't think i've ever seen or coached a, a girl who's quicker than her um she'll go from seemingly out of the play to stealing the ball from the girl's hands within a, a flash um so she's a really dynamic player especially she kind of leads the charge for our defense uh, our starting point guard is izzy Schimmelfenig. um just a nice under control player she's got a good shot um again very aggressive at point of attack defense which we hang our hats on defense. Um, so, so the more girls that we can get to pressure and really take pride in, pride in that, that aspect, um, the better. And as a, as a group, our freshman class, they're dynamic. They love to play defense. They love to be aggressive. Um, sometimes it gets us in trouble. We're a bit too aggressive and, and foul too much. But I think as the season's gone on and as they've adjusted to high school, they've, we've gotten a lot better of not putting ourselves in foul trouble as much as well. Well, I know Izzy and she has a motor that doesn't stop. Yeah, I mean she's a she's a cross country kid. Uh, I think she was like top five in state as a uh, cross country as a freshman. So um, you know when you have that kind of endurance where you can run run long distances, you know you you can put her out for twenty four thirty minutes a game, and uh, she doesn't seem to tire, which is perfect because that's the style we want to play. We want to be the well conditioned team, and kind of our thoughts are you know a team might be able to hang with us for a quarter or two at our pace, but by the third or fourth quarter we should start hopefully seeing them start being tired and and that's when we uh we can start pulling away a bit and and coach i need to ask you this because it changes every year for you uh last year you had uh you know freshmen and sophomores uh this year you get a new freshman class and here you're already starting uh three freshmen uh that wasn't part of your team last year how does that how do you deal with the team chemistry as far as that aspect? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's tough. We had um, really only returned about three or four girls from last year's team. Um, so it was almost kind of like we were starting all over in year two. It was like, okay, you know, we've got a couple people who have been around and, and know what what we do as a, as a program, but we're still bringing in over half the team as, as brand new. So it's almost like we're starting over year one again this year. Um but I think it's great. I mean, I, I, I know that that group of freshmen um, have played together for, for a long time, so there was already a natural chemistry with them. And then it's getting them to incorporate with, with our older girls, our sophomores, our, our uh, one junior on the team. Um, 
and kind of mixing and matching and drills, making sure that, that everyone is, um, you know, that we're all one team and it's not, a, there, there shouldn't be a division of, hey, here's our freshman, here's our sophomores, here's our junior, and we're all separate. Um, and I think the girls have done a, a great job of that. They've, the freshmen have naturally looked up to a couple of our returning players as, as some leaders. Um, and then as the year's gone, gone on, some of those freshman girls have stepped into some more leadership positions and, and are getting more vocal in practice, which is great to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and just overall for you, how much fun has it been to, you know, start the program and now see your girls, you know, moving on, taking a road trip to uh, uh, regionals, and realistically, you got a shot, you know, to get down to the state tournament in just your second year of a program. Yeah, it's, it's been a blast. I mean, I think at the beginning of the year, we met as a team um, and came up with some some goals that we had. And this was before we had played any competition, so we, we didn't know what we were facing and how we would stack up. But we had some goals of we want to be top three in conference and put ourselves in position to, to try and make a conference championship. We finished third in uh, conference, lost in the semifinals, but won the third-place game. And, you know, against the top two teams, Highland and Strasburg, we had fourth-quarter leads on the road against both of them. Um, and just couldn't close it out, but that's part of you know being a young team and learning how to win games that are that are close and closing that out. Um, but then the other goals that we had is we didn't want to just make playoffs. Last year in year one, we made we made uh, the first round regionals. We ended up losing to the eventual state champion Cardinal Springs Christian. And last year that was great for us. It was we just want to get in. We want to see how it is, experience that. This year our goals and expectations weren't we don't we just want to make it. We want to win a game. We want to win two games, try and make a great eight. And I think, you know, these girls have put themselves in position. We've worked hard since November for this. This is kind of what we've been waiting for and playing for. Um, and we've done all that we can to put ourselves in a good position. I think we've, we've got a draw that I think if we can play our best basketball and our style of basketball, uh, we can compete with these, these teams, and, and we should be right there in the fourth quarter with a chance to make the great eight. Uh, absolutely. That is Craig Buchanan of the uh, Timnath Cubs. Uh, Coach, thanks for joining us today. We're almost nearing the end here, but uh, appreciate your time and want to say good luck to you and the girls as you travel uh, for regional play. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, we will be back to conclude Coach Speak after these messages. Northern Colorado's voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, McKinnon, Jokic, two of the best Colorado has to offer. Could this be the year for two parades? Hear Nuggets and Avs Insight on the Hall Show, weekdays 11 to 2 on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back as we conclude Coach Speak for the today. Uh, man, thanks to uh, first Brady Hall. Stay tuned for the whole show. I know he's going to have a lot more CSU talk and uh, love talking to him about last night's game with the Rams and Nevada. Also, thanks to Oscar Molina, uh, his number seven Highland Huskies. They will take on the 26th ranked Prospect Ridge Academy. That's Friday at 3 p.m. And, of course, the boys will play uh, later that night as well. And to Craig Buchanan, uh, second-year coach now out at Timnath, as uh, his girls have had a fine year, and they, too, advance to regional play. 
Uh, Northern Colorado, thanks for listening again. The whole show. Stay tuned in. We love you, Northern Colorado.